Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by AG Chase Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making Coastal Mississippi such an amazing place to live work and play. Hey, we have a special guest today. We're going to be coming over to Steve uh, Azar here shortly. But before we do that, I want to share, I actually have shared this before, but it means it means so much. I wanted to share it again. It just popped up on my feed this morning. And it's a quote by a- Amy Weatherly. And here's what it said. Some people could be given an entire field of roses and only see the thorns in it. Others could be given a single weed and only see the wildflower in it. Perception is a key component to gratitude, and gratitude is a key component to joy. We all know people I know that sort of uh, fits either of those descriptions. But my next guest, Steve Azar, he's definitely a guy who sees the wildflower. He is a... He is a positive guy who loves this incredible state of Mississippi. He's a dear friend and someone I enjoy uh, checking in with from time to time. How you doing, Steve? Hey, Ricky, your brother. Thank you. Hey, Cal. Hey, guys. Yeah. Cal's always there with us for sure, and you're quick because of your show in a Mississippi Minute. You know how important it is to have a great producer. It, there's there's hey. none better than that Super Talk, are there? I love, oh, there's none better. Will's been so fantastic. I mean, obviously, uh, um, he's been, he's, you know, he's been amazing. He works really hard. I don't know how he does what he does. Uh, you and Cal are such a great team. Um, so I, ours is a little different situation because it's just radio and I'm sending him files from interviews I'm doing. Uh, but Will, Will makes them right. So he's, uh, he's been a blessing for sure. You know, Steve, you've had, man, I tell you, it's kind of like Kosu. When you do in a Mississippi minute for a, a couple of a couple of days a week, um, you always keep it fresh. And you know, somebody said to me, Kyle, I've done over six hundred conversations in my two years doing this. Wow. And people wonder where, where are you going to, you know, where are all these guests going to come from? But they just keep appearing. You know, I, I often say that when you turn a look at a, a new guest as a stone that you can turn over and then two or three other possibilities pop out from underneath the stone, right. man. You just, no, exactly you just never right. know where they're coming from. But man, you keep finding these incredible people. How, where do they come from? Well, you know what? I got to tell you, I was worried about this the first three months and now in fifth year. So now sometimes I've, there's been some repeats. Uh, obviously, I've been on your show a handful of times. You've been on my show a few times at least. Um, the, uh, you know, uh, Trent, like during the Olympics, Trent Demas, you know, he won the 92 uh, horizontal high bars gold medal in Barcelona. He is all into the whole Russian doping and he understands it. And he's friends with some of the people that defected, you know, being an Olympian in his time. And um, he knows the truth. So anytime the Olympics are going, he's worth talking to because he's got a whole another take on, and especially what happened this time. Once again, there was, you know, a 15-year-old girl, little girl taking stuff that's going to ruin her life, you know, her body. And so anyway, um, he gets really into it. And uh, I don't, I look at, you know, it's funny, I, Cal, you know, when I'm looking at the wave file on the thing, I see this much of me. And I see this much of him, and I'm going like, that's awesome, because he's rolling, you know. And I, I think our listeners, I've learned to not butt in 
as much. Sometimes I have to because I want to say something based off of something, um, and I try to get them right back on the track. But uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, you go, how am I going to find these guests? But it's friends of friends of friends of friends, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, and and so people start reaching out. Publishers start reaching out. I got a LA publicist who's been reaching out. Started with Rob Mora, who's a, a great actor. Uh, he was Northern Exposure's doctor, the lead, you know, and he's been on Billions and all that. And um, he started sending me all sorts of folks from L.A. and it just and Mississippi publicists. It's been going good. Well, you know, you and I have talked about this. You, you're a singer-songwriter. You had a lot of success in Nashville. You came back to Greenville. Uh, you were named the music and cultural ambassador for the state of Mississippi. Uh and you have, uh, you know, just love the state and you, you wear a bunch of different hats. But, but one of the things that you and I talked about is the fact that the music industry has changed dramatically with streaming. Um, whereas before, you know, you would make your money from the albums and tour to help the albums is just the opposite today. Now, now you make a lot of money touring, but, but the other money comes from being a writer, being a singer songwriter, sure. writing your own music. And what I've noticed on your show, maybe this is just, uh, just, just a coincidence, or maybe it's sort of the sign of the times is you have a lot more singer songwriters on these days, people who yeah. are writing their own music. Is, is that, is that just sort of understood in the industry that the way in this new world, this new business model for music, that you have to do both? Well, I've always been a fan of, first of all, I've, as you know, I've written for me, and I'm a performer. I love, I didn't have a problem leaving home and going to, because I didn't love leaving home in my family, but the end result for me being on stage, that was part of my formula. I love writing songs and recording them, but if I couldn't play them for people, then I felt like there was going to be a tremendous void, and my family understood that. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of our songwriter friends relied on album sales, even if they didn't get singles. And maybe they get a single every once in a while, or maybe they get hot and get a stack of singles. And they're 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 riding themselves all the way. So it's it's a it's a, a boatload of money uh, and success. And with that comes they get to stay at home. They don't have to go anywhere. But sales are gone now, pretty much. And that nine cents a record per song. You sell a million records is ninety thousand dollars for each song. You sell four million records. It's $360,000 per song. So, you know, I had friends that had George Strait, Keith Urban, um, back in the day, uh, uh, Patty Loveless, Trish Yearwood, Garth Brooks. They'd have 10 cuts on one album. Well, they were selling millions of records. So you can start doing the math, right? Well, they didn't have to leave home. So now that well's dried up. And the benefit is... I love interviewing my old friends who chose to stay home but kept me breathing in Nashville because that's who I spent all of my time with, all of my time, with the wittiest, most creative, brilliant minds. Um, I felt pretty inadequate at times being around some of them because they were just amazing. And, um, yeah. and so uh, now the benefit is they want to be on the radio. They want to talk about a record they're working on. They want to talk about their own music. Which is why they went to the town to do it in the first place. They just transitioned into this songwriter mode only, but and now they want to play live. It's awesome. Yeah, it's good for it's good well, for the, know, good for the fans. I'm telling you. Well, it is. It's so interesting to try to understand this new business model in a streaming world. Uh, in some respects, do you feel like you sort of got it figured out now, or does it keep changing? 
Well, it's got to keep changing because it still isn't making any sense. So you got a guy on Spotify uh, making $100 million, right? Um, he's got content, and I get it. But Spotify has never felt like the music that they play, which is there and based off of the, all their advertisement, uh, all their, all their uh, uh, what do you call it, their, uh, what do you call it, memberships, all yeah. of that money comes because of the music. But for some reason, they feel like, well, I own a restaurant and I serve food, but I don't, nobody, but the food doesn't matter and we don't have to pay for it. Like you're buying it, you're not, you're not paying your, your suppliers for the food. And so we're getting better, but we've been bad, but now we're getting better. So you figure every million streams is $4,137. That is what you make on a, on a song. Now, I don't co-write a lot anymore. And so if I make all that, then I've got it back 12, 15 million streams. It still doesn't add up to make a living, but it does. Um, it does keep me playing live, you know, and that's where I make. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but so, you got to have hundreds of millions of streams, you know, now right. it's about to, it's supposed to triple. And if it does that, then it's starting to add up and make some sense. But yeah, that you got to realize on radio, you get not, you get seven cents every time it's played. Well, you know, think of you get millions of plays on radio, then that's where you make money. Yeah. It's crazy. Hey, so you, yeah. So when you watch someone like Morgan Whalen and the way he's become this like incredible sensation. Yeah, Morgan Wallen. Yeah, Whalen, Wallen. Yeah, Wallen. Yeah. What What do you think of that, of that situation? I mean, it just becomes such, I mean, he, he's packing the houses, man. Yeah. I mean, he's doing, um, is, is his music that good? Well, uh, there, you can't argue when someone comes along and connects. You know what I mean? Like, whoever it is, I've always believed, whether it's George Michael or Selton John or, or you know, uh, it's it's Wallen. I mean, whoever it is, is Morgan, is Stapleton. Um, they come along and they just, they it just works. So you can't argue with the people that are coming. I've always been a believer, like, well, all those people can't be crazy. They, you know, yeah. and also I think that when you fit into a niche and, and there's a lot of those people, you sort of, uh, it's very bipolar and it can be very effective rather than just sort of living in the middle and, you know, oh, I may go see them. He's, he's making an effect on somebody. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt. I mean, in like the Coast Coliseum in the last uh, week yeah. or so, I mean, yeah. records, record, everywhere it goes, a record. Yeah. Hey, when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with my friend Steve Azar. And uh, we'll find out what's the latest with him in terms of the, the um, you know, b- being on the road. And in fact, he just got back from Barcelona. would be interested to know what it was like to travel internationally again. So we'll see you after this break. Subscribe for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. I love visiting with my friend Steve Azar here on Coast View. He has uh, the really popular show on Super Talk. Mississippi Radio in a Mississippi Minute. 
Uh, he's a singer-songwriter. He's, he's the uh, music and cultural ambassador of the state of Mississippi. His song, One Mississippi, is the theme song. Thank you for allowing me to use that song, Steve, for Super Talk Outdoors, the show that I do across the Super Talk Network. And uh, it is, it is, that song, uh, incidentally, is progressing nicely through the legislature as we speak. It's in conference now, no new reports to give. But it did something that other songs could not have done with them up to this point, and that is get out of committee. Because the state's been in a need to to change the state song for some time, and One Mississippi is such a great fit. We're not going to talk too much about it today because I don't want to jinx it, but it's progressing through the legislature. And, and, you know, good luck to you, Steve. I hope that that comes to fruition. You know what? Here's what I love. There's been a handful of schools, public schools around the state who said that – I've gotten teachers that they've learned the song and they love it. That's how it started with St. Joe here, where I went to co- where, where I went to school uh, many years ago. Our kids went to school. My dad went to school. Um, it's a uh, it's it's a wonderful school for kids, and uh, and they 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 did me right, and they sort of set up the precedent. And I think that's the bottom line. We want our next generation and their generations to have something that they can feel like that's unifying. And yeah. uh, I can tell you when I was writing the song, um, that was the only thing on my mind. So, yeah. um, and, in, and in my heart. So hopefully uh, we'll get it done. Well, um, my thoughts and prayers are with you, <laughs> my friend, as it works through. A really tough legislative session. I said this before, but this is one of the most consequential sessions in a very long time because the state yeah. is very much... Uh, sitting in a good financial position. And on top of that, it is holding all these funds that came from COVID relief and it's one-time money they've got to spend that they're having a pretty significant disagreement about state income tax and eliminating the state income tax. And, yeah. and because of that, there are appropriations debates and budget debates, and it's a, it's a tough session. It's a tough session. So if your song, One Mississippi, makes it out of a session like this, um, you know, I've you know, power to you, my friend. Well, and they, I think it'll well, be great they, for the state the of Mississippi. Song will find the way where it needs to find a way. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, we'll for for sure. Hey, look, uh, when we went to break, um, I wanted to I wanted to circle back a little bit, and there's several things I want to talk about. You've got a songwriters festival about to come back again. I love love it. We'll come back to that in just a second. Uh, I want to hear what the latest is in terms of touring. You know, what's what's the latest there? You guys try to get back on the road again. And then you just got back from Barcelona, Spain. You finally took a trip overseas. Yeah. How, how did that feel to get back it was back uh, overseas again? It was great. Um, our daughter's studying gastronomy over there. She's a junior at the University of Arkansas. She followed her mama's footsteps. And um, uh, she's uh, she's been catering and doing stuff for many years. Uh, I've even got her on one of my songs on my record. If you if you were to uh, go uh, separate all tracks, you hear her go at the age of four. You put the sausage in the salad. She says that. <laughs> but when all the music came together, you can't hear her saying it. But I know where it is. And yeah. she has stayed the course, man. And she's been interning for Cat Cora for a couple of years, uh, yeah. virtually. And. Um, so long story short, we went to see her and hug on her, and she's doing great. But um, also did went and did the prospect of work, and did, sort of turned it into a work retreat as well. So it was good. Yeah, I see where Robert St. John's is actually doing a tour of Spain now. He's back doing his tours again. His son is actually working in a kitchen in Italy. 
Wow. And uh, yeah, so you got your daughter's in Barcelona. My son lived in Madrid for a period of time to learn Spanish. And um, I spent some time over there. As I mentioned to you during the break, the thing that surprised me, I had a couple of years of Spanish, but I don't remember hardly any of it. And yeah. he learned how to speak Spanish pretty quickly. But, boy, there's a huge language barrier there. I mean, I, I, Ann and I oftentimes found ourselves kind of like, wow, how do we overcome this? Because I was surprised how many people did not speak English. It was, hey, it was I, quite I amazing. I had sugar pack because I was asking for Splenda, which they didn't have, right? So I'm looking for artificial sweetener. So I took a picture of it, and I would say exactly what that was. And they would go, you know, they didn't know what I was saying. And I was going, oh, my gosh. So I'd pull out the picture. I'd show them. And they would say exactly what I said. And I, come on. That's what I said. And then they'd bring me regular sugar. And I was like, come on. And so um, I, uh, I had packed Splenda. So that was good, not just because I had it in my backpack. So I, started, I was rashing it a little bit at a time. Yeah, they didn't. There, there was rarely anyone that could speak English, and that's the first time I've been to Latvia. I've been to Germany. I've been to. I've been a lot of countries, and they all spoke English. But yeah. this was de definitely what they weren't into uh, in, into English at all. Well, I remember once in a cab trying to explain to the cab driver where we needed to go, that was really difficult. I remember we went to this fast food restaurant right in downtown Madrid, and you would thought that it would have been super simple to order, and it wasn't. It was very complicated. And finally, Ann and I said, when we got done ordering, you know, we thought maybe he understood what we wanted. And um, when we went out to sit outside, we opened it up. And we didn't recognize it. And, and we said, well, this is just another exploration with food. By the way, it turned out to be incredible, but it wasn't anything like what we had ordered. Right, we right, just laughed right. and moved on. Hey, I don't know about you, but after three, two and a half, three days of paella, I was, I was searching for pizza. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And I found it. And I found it. <laughs> yeah, yeah there, again, just a great cultural place to visit, yeah, it, whatever. It really hey, you mentioned about once you went to London and you got a conversation with a guy about deer hunting, of all things, from the chef at a, at a restaurant who yeah. knew that you were the music and cultural ambassador of the state of Mississippi. Does that actually come up in any of the conversations you have in Spain? I started talking to one person that could speak English, and they were uh, we had a long discussion about Mississippi. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, they go, Mississippi. You know, like that, like, oh, like then they want to just intrigued by just the, the length of our name, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, a lot of really curious, inquisitive people uh, and on, a, on the positive side, which was wonderful. Yeah. So yeah. I said, oh, man, you got to come. And, you know, there's they can open the door to so many different things, um, so many different art forms, so many, you know, hunting, fishing. Uh, you can name culinary, you name it, and we can talk forever, you know? So um, I was able to have some good conversations, especially one uh, that was insightful, and they were, I'm, I think they're coming. I mean, I said, come on, yeah. come see us. You know, I gave them the route. <laughs> hey, I speak, sent speak, them a little text thing. This is what you're well, Speaking do. of coming to see us, I, I saw a great interview in the last few days. In fact, it must have been Monday. It was Monday because Monday night was the Marty Stewart uh, dinner, yeah, we were and um, we just it was back. you know it was Gerard and Marty Stewart, and boy, M Marty Stewart, you're talking about a determined dude, man. He is so focused on creating this 
unbelievable place to celebrate music in Mississippi. Man, he is a treasure to the state, isn't he? He's unbelievable. And I always make this, I guess, say this. Um, I was there last night and uh, got on stage with Marty for a little bit. He brought us up, me and C. Ray, talk about the country trail markers. He's, um, he's amazing. And he's been collecting for forever since he was a little boy. And you got to realize he was good enough to play with Lester Flatt at the age of 13. And to be good enough, that means you had to be great at the age of 13. <laughs> so um, I'm always been in awe of his talent and uh, blessed to be his friend. And what he's doing in, in, in there is just, it's going to be so important for our state. It's going to be awesome. Awesome. And then, you know, the Choctaw Bears where he, where he fell, you know, we first saw he played the song about the Choctaw Bear meeting Connie, you know, falling in love. You know, one day I'm going to marry her. And he did. And uh, uh, it was awesome. Uh, Chief Ben was there. We got to speak. And um, just, he got up and spoke. He was articulate and wonderful. And that town is, you know, is going to be popping, man. It's going to be hopping. You already got Pearl River Resort. You've got um, Dancing Rabbit, which is two of the best golf courses in the country. And then you've got, now you're going to have Marty Stewart's Congress of Country Music, which has got more country memorabilia than anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world. Um, all in one town. you got the Choctaw Fair and you've got the Neshoba County Fair. And that's going to be rocking. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's just, I, 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 do I remember the number right? Over 30,000 pieces? Or is it more than that? Well, it's probably around 30,000. At one point, many years ago, it was 20,000. So I know he's probably yeah. still collecting. But what he's got is crazy. Uh, the mayor there was wonderful too, as well. He had a great speech, um, and he, uh, they, you know, they've got great leadership from, from the, you know, the Choctaws to the mayor of the town, and they everybody seems to be getting along. And um, Marty's that's an ambitious thing that he's doing, and it's going to work. It's going to work. Haley Barber, everybody's in, you know. So um, yeah, Haley and Marty, Haley and all I see is cha-ching, cha-ching, and beautiful, <laughs> and and they're celebrating the most important. One of these, we're the birthplace of America's music. One of the birth, yeah. birth is the country music. So yeah. uh, it's awesome. Well, well, Haley Barber and Marsha Barber, who we, and they're, they're, they're honorary coastal Mississippians uh, as a result of their work after uh, Katrina. They, they chaired that dinner. I hate that I wasn't able to make it up. Just couldn't, couldn't, you know, too much, too much family stuff going on. But anyway, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Steve Azar. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. And now, it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by AG Chase Systems and Networks on Supertalk 103.1 FM. Welcome back to Coast View. I'm visiting with my dear friend Steve Azar, music and cultural ambassador for the for Mississippi and singer songwriter. So you know, man, so much to talk about. But I'm curious. You know, we kind of went into the business model and all of that as it relates to the music industry. But touring is still really important. Uh, what's the latest on you touring with your band? Well, we we you know we've got probably, probably play about 20 shows a year, but I'll probably do about 20 solo. You know. I like to play about 40, 45 d dates a year. 
Um, so whatever, even if it's 15 with my band and, and 15 trio or, and then 20 by myself, I love still playing alone and getting an intimate room at a theaters and, and whatever. So, and then I do a lot of these series of what the Mockingbird Songwriters Music Festival is all about. I do a, a series of shows around the country, uh, with two other writers and me. And so, um, it's called the, Hit, the Mockingbird Songwriter Series Hitmakers. And uh, we got a couple in Denver coming up. Uh, and uh, we do South Dakota. We do uh, Portland, Maine, Astoria, Oregon. We go all over the place. Um, love doing it. Uh, so what we want to do is uh, continue that. But the festival is bringing in a, over a dozen. It's probably it will look like around 15 maybe this time. Uh, you're talking hundreds of hits. Um, this year, I'm, I'm, J.T. Harding wrote Smile with uh, Uncle Cracker, you know, and uh, he's got a Goo Goo Dolls song, and, and and then James House has been writing most of Joe Bonamassa's songs on his last three records. He's the hottest blues guy in the world, blues musician, um, but yet he wrote I Ain't That Lonely Yet for Dwight Yoakam, Broken Wing for Martina McBride, etc. So all these guys are coming in, and we're going to be on the farm, Again, at the gin at Dunleith, you were there last year. You and your buddies came over. I loved it. Uh, your old high school pals. And, and uh, it was coming right out of COVID, right when we were allowed to not have to wear a mask. Uh, you know, it was like, well, you can if you want to. Um, and uh, I was stressed last year about all that. But um, we ended up having a great crowd, especially on Saturday. Uh, it's Friday night, Saturday, April 8th and April 9th. Um, and tickets are cheap. And I even do it where, first of all, it's BYOB. You bring your blanket, you bring your lawn chair. Uh, you come out, we got Doe's, which is a legendary. They're the food truck here at Lost Pizza. They're my go-tos. Their food trucks are awesome. We keep it quaint. And then uh, the shows go on. And I'm telling you, man, it's so much fun. And to, you, you, you've never heard the song ever until you've heard it from the person that wrote it because they're going to take you deeper to the root of it all and there's nothing more important than that so i know when george Strait or kenny chesney or keith urban or somebody sings or darius whoever sings a song and you're going like that's so great i can't wait to see that and then play it live and it is awesome but but to me i'd much rather see the the reason it was ever written in the first place and when they tell that story and play it if there's nothing better Nothing. And that's what the benefit of streaming has pushed all these guys out of the house playing songwriter festivals and songwriter nights. They're all doing it. So um, it's exciting. And uh, and they'll be here. And then also you can give your I'm doing wristbands. You can give your wristband to someone else if you can't come a day. That's how much I want people to come and enjoy this because. Um, and, and, and ch children under 12 are free. And I guess if they're 14, we're not going to know, you know what I mean? Like we're, we're going to be loose. <laughs> so, um, but we're excited and, uh, and, uh, it's going to be great. Some friends, the Zaponis, uh, many, you know, generation farmers and they're dear friends of ours. And they've got this great, you know, gin that's been converted right in the middle of their farm to be able to use for, uh, wedding receptions and events like this. Yeah, we went we went last year and for people who need to have a better understanding, just do a search on Leland, Mississippi. It's as if you were going to Greenville, but you're not going all the way. It's between yeah. Indianola and Green Greenville. 
And it's literally out in the middle of nowhere, but it, it takes you into the heart of the Delta. And, yeah. you know, it's farmland all around you. Uh, I remember last year you had a – the weather was a little – I mean, you didn't stop you guys, but that was a pretty crisp, cold wind cold. coming off that field, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I started running up heaters on the stage. I mean, I was worried about my guys, you know. Uh, one of them looked back and said, Steve, that's impressive that you would do that. I thought you'd have somebody do that for you. And I said, hey, <laughs> hey, you, you act like we're like, I'm down back home in the Delta. I have to do stuff like this, you know. I don't want you to freeze. <laughs> and it was drizzling. It was drizzling on them. <laughs> I mean, it was awful. But the next day was better. And uh, yeah. it's great. I tell you, you go to, let me tell you what you do. You go to um, Mockingbird 2022 eventbrite.com and you can check out the lineup and check out who's coming and, and whatever you want. Or you go to my website at steveazar.com and you go to men, the menu and you hit extras and then you can go into Mockingbird there and you can find out all sorts of stuff that we're doing. But yes, April 8th, 9th. I love coming all over, going all over the state, going to the Gulf Coast, going to Ocean Springs and, and doing the roost and, and my wife and I love going down Government Street and checking, going to Biloxi and seeing the water and and eating the great food. So I'm asking everybody there in your area to come see me in my area, home of Jim Henson and the Muppets. Come on. <laughs> well, I talk about it a lot. I mean, the Mississippi Delta and the coast r really need to lean on each other more than we even do because our success is, you know, we're all in this thing, thing together. Sure. Rising tide helps all boats. But as, I, as I've said so many times, the heart and soul of Delta people are very similar to the heart and soul of coast people. They've learned to be resilient, uh, oftentimes related to the weather, uh, certainly, yeah. you know, history and whatever. But what I like about this, this, this festival is that it's acoustic mostly. It's, you know, the songwriters will get on the stage together. And two or three at a time, and they'll play yeah. together. And uh, I remember so many songs. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. Actually, now that I think about it, I don't know that I heard a song that I didn't already know. <laughs> that yeah. You yeah. had, I mean, the number number one songs represented at this at this Crazy. festival is pretty incredible, isn't it? Crazy. Can't even keep up with it. I mean, it's crazy. And the number one songs are hard to have, but there was a lot, you know. So. But top five wise, yeah, I mean, which feels like a number one. So um, once you get into once you get in that top five, it's it's a crapshoot because timing and everything has to happen. Sounds a lot like what's going on uh, with the House and the Senate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> things have to align. You know, the stars have to align, and it takes yeah. effort and takes you know all that. So um, yeah, well, this it's is all a good. And uh, once you get there, you've you've arrived. I mean, it's a it's well, it's easy it's, to find. It's the parking's no problem whatsoever. It's plenty Parking's of parking, as you, can, yeah. as you can imagine. Um, the the venue is awesome. The venue really feels perfect for this kind of event. Yeah. And uh, the music is incredible. It's not too loud. You know, it's not, it's not, you know so if people just want to go enjoy being around a lot of cool people. And in my case, you know, I, I paid a lot of attention to who was there. Local people were there. People from all over Mississippi found their way there. And pe a lot of Mississippians, uh, yeah. non-Mississippians found their way there. I remember the group that I talked to that was from somewhere in the Northeast. And they were actually working their way down to New Orleans. Yeah. And uh, they wow. were going to go fishing in Venice now that I think about it. And um, but they but they said they heard about the 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 festival. They decided to make a detour on the way, and here they were enjoying this incredible hey, music. I just love that. and just blown away by it. Yeah, uh, I've got you know, and the kid that I've been working with for quite a while now, Tyler Tisdale, who's from Pedal, Pedal, Mississippi, 
Um, yeah. He's closing in on a million streams. So since last year, he didn't have his first single out yet. So September, his first single came out. I think it was September, and uh, or maybe a little before. But since then, he's closing in on a million streams on his first two singles. Apple Music picked his first two singles as top ten best new Americana songs. I mean, so he's gaining ground. We got him an agent now. I'm so proud of him. He'll be back, you know, but he'll be back better and more known than he was last year. And that's your goal. Um, and to keep him in Mississippi and hopefully he'll stay here and hub out of here his whole life and be successful. Um, I'm so proud of him. And then Zach Day, he went to Mississippi State. He's been in Austin doing really well. Uh, he's coming back. His band's going to close things out. Uh, and so, and then we've got all these incredible hit songwriters in between. So it's going to be great. It's a great reunion for you too. I mean, what oh, I, what yeah. I remember you know, having the opportunity to meet many of them and watching the way you sort of intermingled with them, it's yeah. a brotherhood, man. The the oh. music writing world is a brotherhood, isn't it? Love it because we all were struggling together. Um, we didn't know we were struggling. We were we were believers, but when the first one had some success, and we heard what they were writing in the room, and we went, oh, like it really we really got excited, and then it turned into a cut. And then a hit, we were like, it can happen. So we were all celebrating. There was never a competitive thing. We were always going, we were all lifting each other up with success. Um, and uh, it was uh, it was like being on a, a football, being on the Bad News Bears, <laughs> you know, baseball team. And somehow we won the championship and we of a bunch of dysfunctional uh, train wreck mentally. Uh, but But there's some brilliance, man, that I've been around that I've been so humbled. And yeah, I'm selfishly, I get to be with my old buddies. It's awesome. Awesome, awesome. It's, it's fun. It's fun to watch y'all together. I mean, like I said, it's, it's clearly a fraternity, a lot of hugs, a lot of lot talking about the old times together. Um, but that's you know, trials and tribulations. With everybody, because they don't hide from anybody, you know. Yeah. Good. Yeah, that that is that is that is so cool. Hey, listen, when we come back, we'll close out the final segment today with Steve Azar. It's always good to catch up with Steve. We'll give you more of the details on uh, the Mockingbird Songwriters Festival coming up here in April. If you're interested in going, I'll certainly plan on being there myself again. I just enjoyed it. It was a great weekend. Uh, anyway, when we come back, we'll continue and close out the session with uh, Steve Azar. You can also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View for the final segment with my friend, the singer-songwriter Steve Azar, the music and cultural ambassador for the state of Mississippi and the host of In the Mississippi Minute right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Hey, Steve, I'm curious about something. And what we're going to do is we're going to give the, the facts on the uh, songwriter's festival that's coming soon uh in just a second but i'm curious when you were at your height how many how many tour uh locations would you go to in a, in a single year oh my well i toured a lot uh i'll be gone 300 days a year wow so probably playing probably 160 70 shows 155 wow. 60 shows too much. It was too much. I couldn't keep my voice. My voice was just gone. Because you got to realize, after the show, 
there were hundreds and hundreds of people in line, which was beautiful. And yeah. I would see every one of them. So the talking, all the talking, and then getting out. And if you had, went to a town the next day, and my bus driver was, you know, obviously slept during the day, we would. Sh- I would wake up sometimes six in the morning after being up because you, you know, sleep three, four hours sleep getting up on the air. So I was tearing up my voice, uh, which which sidelined me for a while, um, yeah. and then throat surgery and all that. So uh, yeah, it was just uh, it was too much. Uh, but yeah. it, we were. I mean, listen, one time my my agent, I, I think that they wanted to see if I'd do it because it was just ridiculous. We played Portland, Maine. Okay. The next day we played Portland, Oregon. The next day we played Boston, Massachusetts. And the next day we played Los Angeles. What, who created that revenue? I think they were all going like, I bet Azar does it. And it was a mistake because it, no lack of rest really catches up with you. I think our listeners would agree that more than anything, when we don't get sleep and, 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 and the quality sleep we need and we're run down, it's the worst thing for you. It affects your It, it is. I, I, I would think especially being on the – I mean, you want to be fresh. You want to give people what they want. And uh, – you know, I, I, I've uh, I've only touched a little bit of that doing a uh, doing a radio show, but but I I think it, it. I mean, I can tell when my voice is not there, whether you know I'm coming out of a flu sure. or when I had COVID, and when you're not, you know, when you're not sleeping well, you don't you don't you're not on your game, and it's important right. it's important to to be clear headed because you want to give this the best you can do every time you do it. You don't want to ever fake it. And I'm sure, as related to what you did, I, I can only imagine, for example, when you were touring with Bob Seger, how, I mean, you went from zero to 60. That had to have been a wild ride. That was, he, he played every other night to rest his voice. So, now, sometimes we would stop and play in between <clears throat> some really great venues. Um, but <clears throat> we had a radius issue, so we had to be careful. But uh, we were gone a whole lot. But at the end of the day, it was fantastic. And my voice was as strong as it's ever been during that period because I was able to rest. Um, yeah. And we, by then, we had learned, you know, okay, Steve, you got it. You can't do it. It's like a, a football player suiting up every day and playing in, in, in the SEC every day. You're playing. Uh, you can't do it. Your body has to heal, so your throat needs to heal. And I learned it the hard way. Yeah. That's 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 got to be super tough. Hey, you you write a lot still. You you not only your own your own stuff, but you do have you you've done I think commercials and other stuff. How, do you do you literally have a, a regiment where you write every day, or how, what's your what's your normal process? Used to be that way because, but that was what you needed to do to stay in shape. You know, it's almost like truly staying in shape. Your body. Yeah. So you got to keep your mind in gear. But I have gotten a lot better at uh, waiting on an idea or sitting down. Sometimes you have to sit down and go. My biggest success has not come from having a title. My biggest success on my songs have been writing to a title. So all of a sudden, title, uh, to title reveals itself. I don't have to be me on Monday. Did not, was not, I don't have, I've got this idea, so I don't have to be me on Monday. It wrote, it, I wrote, it came to it. And then mm-hmm. the, the verse words brought us, you know, brought that lyric flew out of my head and mouth. And I thought it was stupid. But um, there's a fine line between what's stupid and what really is not stupid. So, yeah. Um, but with that said, yeah, I've written myself waiting on Joe, 
uh, there's just so many songs that I've written that did not have a title. So for me, it's just sitting down and doing it. And when I do, I usually accomplish something. Hey, listen, uh, this is something I saw this morning. It's from Andrew Lloyd Webber. I mean, we know the great playwright. And he said this, there's a very fine line between success and failure. Just one ingredient can make the difference. Yeah. Well, yeah you know so, that well, don't you? That is, um, <laughs> well, yeah, but that is most true. That is absolutely true. People don't realize how close they come to either succeeding or failing. And it's that fine line, you know, and I always tell folks that I'm working with and kids, they go, they feel like they're so far away, you know, from there. I said, no, you're not. You're bet you're further today than you were yesterday. All of a sudden you're going to make that perfect turn and it's going to be right there. And you're going to go, Oh, well, you've, you've earned that because you're working at it. So let's go. We got less than a minute left. Mockingbird Songwriters Festival in Leland, Mississippi, in April. Give eight, me the details on how eight, they can eight, learn more. Nine, Mockingbird2022.eventbrite.com. Please check it out. You come stay in their hotels. We have a True by Hilton. We've got the Hampton Inn. We've got the Holiday Express. We got all that. And uh, and then um, come be with us. And and you'll folks won't regret it because. My songwriters, my buddies don't hide, they hang. You know? Yeah, they do. So, they, uh, fun, fun event. What a great event. What a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cool kind of, it's not a wild, it's just a cool thing where people enjoy being together. I hope, you, I hope you'll consider going. Steve's been great catching up with you, my Love friend. You. Thank you, brother. You too, man. Kyle, thank you. Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.